Welcome to Well, Why Not? Conversations about opening your mind, then your passport. My name is Deborah, and I'm a first-generation Haitian-American who decided to leave the U.S. several times during my adult life. Currently, I live in Quito, Ecuador, where I've been for the past four years. I'd like to share more about my journey with you and invite others who have taken the leap to move away from the familiar, mainly in the form of immigration or expatriation. Greetings, welcome to those who are tuning in for the first time and welcome back to those of you who have listened to previous episodes. Uh, Today's episode is going to hopefully be the first of a series. I often get asked, like many expats, how I did it. Um, What are the steps I took? How did I prepare? How do I manage? All of that. And I've, in previous episodes, I think here and there, I've answered to an extent, but I thought it may be helpful to just do a dedicated series where I sort of walk through, um, kind of start to, it's not start to finish because I'm still on the journey, but you know, just what I think really helped me prepare mentally, financially, emotionally, all of that, um, for this journey. And, um, of course I can always continue talking about, um, things that I, that I keep learning and and new things that I'm, that I'm discovering, um, even now, but there are definitely, um, things that people can do um, if you are interested in. And I'm almost thinking that it's not necessarily only for expatriation. I think it's for taking any big leap. So hopefully this series will um, just kind of set out a roadmap. And by the time you are, quote unquote, making that leap, it won't feel like so much of a leap. So with every step you take closer, you just get closer and closer. And then when you're ready for the, for the, to actually make the final decision, I think it will be more like a big step versus a leap. (laughs) Um, And some of us need that. Some of us, you know, the idea of jumping and and not knowing if our parachute is going to open makes us nervous. Um, So the more preparation that we can put into big life decisions, the better. So today I'm going to title this this episode. So it's it's a very big title and and I every time I read it I think who am I <laughs> to to tell people how to start living the life you want. Um but then I remember I I did that. I did exactly that. I started living a life that I wanted regardless of judgments, regardless of expectations. Um and re- regardless of even my own negative self-talk. So I do think I can I can provide a good perspective. Again, it's a very broad <laughs> title, um, and you know, twenty minutes is not enough to to change your life around completely. But he, there are some things that I think really helped me get on that path. Um, and again, it's still a journey. To say that today I I don't um, listen to other people's opinions or, or I don't let judgments affect me, that would be lying. Um, but definitely not like I used to, not like I did, let's say 20 years ago. Um, so the first thing I think that is helpful, and I did not do these things in this particular order. Um, I just really, I just thought of what are, what are the big, um, life changes that I made to put me in a better headspace to then, 
make the leap. <laughs> so the first one was leaning into my interests. Um, I, and, and this may be just, you know, a certain type of person. It may not be for everybody, but I had, a, I have a lot of interests. I, um, you know, aside from my chosen career, which luckily for me, I, my, my, I haven't changed careers. What I studied in college is what I'm still doing to this day. And I still love it. Um, but I also have a lot of other interests and, um, I think for a, for a while, and I, I, this has changed so much, but growing up, there was more of a pressure to pick one thing. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there was never, um, this idea that, oh, I could do a lot of different things. I could have two or three different careers, or I could have one main career and have a couple side hustles. Um, that is very much a thing of today, which I think is great. I think it's great to an extent because I do um, see a lot of young people who struggle to actually choose one thing or even choose two or three things. But um, I, 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 always, um, I was always curious about other skills, not just um, things that were you know, related to, to my career. And um, once I think I was out of university and, and working and you, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, once I graduate from, from college, then I'll have all this free time. Um, and that is not what happened for me, um, even though, yeah, I, I didn't have to study and prepare for an exams and read, you know, textbooks and things like that. Work sort of took up a lot more headspace than I realized. Um, but I, even if, even though I wasn't thinking about potentially changing careers or I was, I didn't have any doubts about the, the, the path that I was on that way, but I also knew that there were other things that I, I wanted to be good at. Um, I guess that was the difference, you know, interests is one thing, but re recognizing, no, this is a skill that I would actually like to develop and, and, and be good at, um, not necessarily to earn money, but I just I just really am, you know, interested in this thing. Um, it is, <laughs> if I list all the different things, it's been great. I've, I had a, a curiosity for knitting for a while. Um, and what I ended up realizing was I, I wasn't really interested in knitting anything. I just liked knitting. I liked um, using my hands that way. It helped me calm down. It helped me focus my energy in a different way. Um, and I still do <laughs> that to this day. But um, so I'm only like, I only know a couple different stitches and that's all I need to know um, for my purposes. But um, I also at one time was very interested in like web design. And um, this was my, my blogging days as well. And so I really focused on, on understanding content management systems and, and just how to start a basic website. Like I'm not a graphic designer that didn't necessarily, um, pique my interest, but I wanted to be able to have a functional website that I could manage myself. Um, and then I ended up doing it, doing it for a couple companies as well. Um, like I said, they're not, they're not the, the, the best. They're not like highly functional. Um, they're more informational type um, websites, not um, interactive in that way, because I think that would take a certain level of coding as well. Um, but I just, I always pursued those, those interests. And um, like I said, even if some of them I never really got really good, I still was open to them. And I think why that's helpful for kind of setting you up for making big decisions, it, it, it gives you more options so that you're not, all your eggs are not in one basket. You're not tied to a certain career. Um, 
I'm just, as I'm saying this, I'm actually thinking of, of a, a, and I guess I, I would, would I call her an influencer? Um, but she's a nurse and she loves to cook. And obviously like nursing is a <laughs> highly in-demand career. She will never, at least for the foreseeable future, have to worry about, you know, her job security, but she loves cooking and now she's, and she's really leaned into that interest. And so now she has this Instagram page with a lot of followers and her, her videos are really, really great. Um, and the quality has gotten better. I mean, you, it's always um, impressive to see the progression of many people on social media and how they start. And you could tell, you know, it often starts like, oh, let me just take this picture. Let me just post this. And then, you know, to see them get to a point now they're they're getting sponsorships and, and, it's, and it's bringing income. So I just, I, to me, she's a really good example of somebody who is maybe, and she's, she may not be doing it for this reason, but she's kind of setting herself up to have more options. So if one day, let's say she doesn't want to live, I think she lives in the, in the Northeast. So she doesn't want to live in a you know cold climate and um, maybe she wants to live out of the country um, and her nursing credential won't be valid um, there. And she's, but she has that option. She is kind of pursued this other interest and, and really um, nurtured a talent that she has in order to have those options. And, um, I think the more we <laughs> do that, um, the better, again, we're, we're just positioning ourselves so that we don't, um, f we don't have as much fear around leaving something that we think is secure behind. Um, then the next thing is to just start shutting out judgments, which, I mean, I, I almost, I used to always say like, no, Haitians are so judgmental. I think it's like everyone from the Caribbean. Actually, I think it's anyone from Latin America and the Caribbean. We are very judgmental and we are very vocal about our judgments. And some, some of us are more passive aggressive. Some of us, you know, try to brush it off with sarcasm. Some of us are just really blunt and will criticize you without trying to mask it as anything else. Um, and on one hand, I know I, I've, you know, spoken to people who go, well, I prefer that because I, I feel like there's no hypocrisy and you're just being straight with me. But as I've gotten older, I've realized it's just not necessary. It's a lot of, um, you know, noise <laughs> that you're bringing to somebody's life by, by giving, by passing judgment, um, and always sort of finding potential faults in, in their choices and their lifestyle and all of that. And I, I started shutting the judgments out little by little. Um, I think I started with friends. It's easier. I think I, at least for me it was. So if, if I noticed I was friends with somebody who was very judgmental, who I just did not feel great, um, after spending time with that person, then I knew that that's probably a person that I should not frequent. <laughs> and, and then little by little, I mean, my family, less many Asian families are, are still pretty judgmental. But I think over the years, I, I see it less and less. Um, it may be the distance as well, but um, I'm sure everybody has their own judgment. I'm sure <laughs> everybody has a thought about what I do and what I don't do. Um, but over time, I've learned to take it with a grain of salt, really. And it's I'm, I'm even surprised that I was able to get to this point. Um, I was very, I remember as a young child, teenage years, early adulthood, very concerned with what my family thought of me. Um, and 
I didn't want to disappoint them. I wanted them to always feel proud, which I think is normal and is, is healthy. Um, but again, I once what I wanted sort of di- like it verged from what their expectations were, then I had to accept like, okay, well, what's going to make me happy may not please them. Um, and they may not even find a reason to be proud of it. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> as long as I'm proud, as long as I'm proud of what I'm doing. Um, and that, again, this is, this is years, <laughs> years of, of moving away, um, both, both physically and, and, and mentally from, from that burden, um, and, and wanting, wanting that acceptance and, and approval. Um, now I, I mean, for many years now, I don't, make my decisions based on other people's judgments. I of course seek advice and seek counsel. That's not, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's, it has to be the extreme. So just because I don't want the judgment or I don't care for the judgment, that means I'm going to make every single decision on my own. Um, you, I mean, I know there are people of that mindset. Um, and especially I think if you know that if also you're able to recognize that there is some toxic traits in your family dynamics, then yeah, it may not be wise to seek advice, um, from, from family, but luckily I I don't have that issue. I just, again, know if I'm going to ask for the advice, I also give myself permission to not, um, not follow it and, and just in the end, follow my heart. Um, the next thing that I think was this one I, I, I'm still working on actually is to decrease negative self-talk <laughs> and that I think so many of us struggle with that. Um, we are our harshest critics. We, um, can pick apart things that we do, things we say, interactions. I, I, I know some of us are more neurotic than others in that sense, but I, I, so often I, I talk to people who are like, I will have a conversation with somebody today and that night be thinking about what I said that was wrong or how I should have said something differently. Um, and then, you know, the next step in that is, of course, criticizing yourself and thinking that you're, you're, you can't do certain things or you're not good enough to do certain things. You're not smart enough. You're not anything that has to do with being enough. Um, and even if we're not even using those words, it's often just doubting yourself and, and wanting to do something and wanting to pursue something, but letting, but talking yourself out of doing it and saying like, I could never do that, or I, I would never be successful at that, or um, I couldn't handle this. I mean, I think if anything, this last, <laughs> these, these last two years of taught us is we can handle a lot more than, than we think we can. Um, and I just, I, I think back to probably weeks um, before everything shut down, hearing people go like, oh, no, 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 we'll never, like, we can never shut down completely. Um, oh, we can never, and, you know, because you know, at that point, China had already been doing it, and it was just like looking at this, you know, anomaly, like, no, like, we could never do that, and then we did, and we did for a long time, and <laughs> we somehow made it. I mean, of course, there, you know, some of us, had a really hard time making it through. I don't want to minimize how hard it was. And of course, for some of us, it, it meant, you know, losing loved ones and all of that. But it it just, you don't realize how much you can handle until you actually have to go through it. Um, so, I mean, for me, how, like, little things that I started doing to, to decrease 
that negative self-talk was meditation. And I know there are so many people who go, I can't, I can't, I can't sit still. I can't close my eyes. I will start thinking of other things. That's the whole point. Um, and I, even for me, as someone who's, who always wants to do things well, um, that meditation will, will take that out of you because <laughs> you realize, no, the, the, you know, your mind racing and not being able to focus hundred percent, you're, that's a muscle you're working on. So I remember one of, it may have been from a session, but the, the connection or the comparison to, would you stop working out because you sweat too much? You know, it's like, it's your mind racing when you're sitting still is a byproduct of meditation. It's like, you're supposed, that's almost like what's supposed to happen because what it's teaching you is to recognize that. Um, we go through the day and our mind races all day and we don't, we don't, um, I think without the tools that meditation will give you, you don't stop and go, let me slow down. Um, it's, it's the weirdest thing. And I, I've been doing it for years and I think that's why I, <laughs> I, I, I do believe in, in, in the ability to improve at meditation. Um, but I, I know for a lot of people who have not tried it or who have tried it and have been like, no, I can't. I think we just go about it the wrong way. We're, we're approaching it as if I'm meditating, then I need to be Zen and I need to have my blank mind and come out of it refreshed. You have those sessions eventually, um, but it's not, it's not consistent. And it's also, I think it mirrors the cycle of life, right? Nothing like we never have just calm all the, like forever. We'll have a period of calm and then we'll have a period of just like a lot going on and being really busy. Or you'll have a period of like, maybe everything's going well. And then you'll have a period where everything's going wrong. <laughs> so everything is cyclical and seeing it that way. There's also another quote I remember um, from one of my early sessions where somebody is telling, you know, their, the, their master, their medicine, I forget what their titles are, but the teacher, let's call them. Um, oh, you know, I'm really having a hard time, you know, concentrating and, 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 you know, really slowing down my mind. And the teacher says, just wait. And then eventually they, <laughs> they're able to what they feel as, you know, successfully meditate and kind of block out any, any, um, any noise and, and just have their empty mind and come out refreshed. And, the student goes back to the teacher and says, hey, teacher, I, I think I, I finally achieved it. Now I'm able to really focus and, and get the most out of my meditation. And the answer was just wait, <laughs> because again, it's just, it's cyclical. You'll, you'll have that. You'll have periods of that where you're really successful at it and, and then you won't and that's okay. Um, so yeah, that's my <laughs> little <laughs> advertisement for meditation. Granted, I, I mean, there are different tools, there are different apps now, um, a lot of resources that are that are really accessible. Um, I haven't done like a meditation retreat. I'd love to one, one day, um, but I think it's really easy to get started. Um, other things I've seen people use, I haven't, is those little wristbands that, um, that kind of, that you could just pull on <laughs> whenever you're self, like you have negative self-talk um, and then you just because you can sometimes um, you know catch yourself and say oh wow I'm really talking myself down right now and then you pull on that little thing and then it kind of jolts you and and I've I've been told it helps it helps to decrease that habit and then overall mindfulness and I know like mindfulness is sometimes is often connected with meditation but I think you can achieve my mindfulness mindfulness without meditation 
as well. Um, but if you are trying to be more mindful overall um, of the way that you speak to yourself, of the way that you, you're, you know, your thoughts, the quality of your thoughts, I think um, that it's it's all going to lead you down this this path of, I'm, I'm a lot more confident in my decisions and my decision making because I believe in myself. I'm not letting, I'm not going to tell myself that I, I'm not good enough to do anything. I am good enough. I'm always good enough, you know? So lastly, and this, again, this is not an exhaustive list. <laughs> there are so many other things, but this is just the start, of course, of, of how to kind of, you know, again, position yourself for, for making really big life changes. Um, is to make sure that your habits align with your long-term goals. And this, I, I feel like, again, is something I'm still working on because you get caught up sometimes in your routines that you don't examine what you do day to day. Like, what do you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? And looking at those different habits and then, and then saying, well, what are my goals? Or the other way around, setting your goals, <laughs> which, you know, is helpful too. And then looking at your habits and then and then sort of dissecting, do my habits align with um, with my long term goals? And I think it's also something that needs to be done periodically. It's not like I do this once um, because your goals may change, your goals may shift um, and so should your habits. But um, I realized when I actually looked at this is that I was showing up for other people way more than I was showing up for myself. So this is where we get into the habit of like, you know, showing up for work and doing all the things we need to do for work, showing up for family and all the, you know, um, responsibilities there. But when it comes to, oh, I'd really like to take a class on graphic design, you go, oh, no, I don't have the time for that. Um, or no, I can never fit that in. Or when it comes to reading a book on professional development, oh, I, I, I could never fit that in. I could, you know, I don't. And it's like, but you can show up for, for others and, um, and do it without a second thought. But the minute you want to do something that's really personal and can inch you closer to your long-term goals, you, you kind of, you talk yourself out of it and you, and you, you then you all of a sudden don't have enough hours in the day. So it's, it's to me a really helpful exercise. And again, something that should be done periodically. I would say like quarterly, like four times a year, you should be looking at your habits. Um, one thing that I took up I, last year, and it was af after reading a book, <laughs> is waking up really early. And I hated waking up early. But um, I think that also helped eliminate this idea that I didn't have enough time. So if I'm waking up 5, 5.30 before the sun, um, I have a good chunk of time to meditate, to get my thoughts together, to do whatever. And then by virtue of, you know, kind of getting that jump start, I'm, I've worked out, I've, you know, showered, I'm dressed and all that way earlier than before. I mean, I would lose most of the morning and I didn't realize that just by not waking up early. Um, so that was one, I don't want to say it was little because in the beginning it was really hard, but now it's, it's, it's my lifestyle is, is waking up early, but that was one habit that I changed to better align with my long-term goals. So that is the, the list for now. Um, again, this is one of many episodes to hopefully guide, um, people in, in, in making big, big, big decisions. Cause I think that's what it's all about. Whether your big decision is changing careers or moving to another city moving to another state or moving to another country. Um, I think that it starts with those small steps, 
let me know if you have any other recommendations, suggestions, um, and maybe I'll make another episode about it because I do think there's so many things, there's so many tools and, and strategies that we can use to to get ourselves ready um, for, for bigger things um, and for big changes. All right, until the next time, be well. Mm-hmm.